welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 76 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be continuing our Marvelous May series by doing a This or That style episode, which would normally be Disney This or That, but of course in this case is going to be Marvel This or That Volume 1. Not only that, but it's going to be a double header. We're not only going to be comparing Marvel heroes, but we're also going to be comparing Marvel villains and end up at one hero and one villain who will then go head to head. I will explain the rules in just a few minutes. As a whole, the This or That episodes are very similar to the March competitions you would see in basketball, where we have a tournament of one hero against another or one villain against another, ultimately decide who would win. That person continues on to the next round and so on and so forth until we ultimately end up with a winner in each category. So it's a really fun discussion. I'm excited to share it with all of you today. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and share a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, Pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Continuing within our Marvel-focused month that we're calling Marvelous May, I wanted to introduce a Disney This or That style episode to the podcast specifically for Marvel. And I did a lot of homework in thinking about how we were going to run this and ultimately decided that we would have two separate brackets, a focus on Disney of uh, Marvel heroes and then a focus on Marvel villains going piece by piece to figure out head to head who would win if we were to if they were to go into direct combat. Um, on the Marvel hero side, and then the same thing on the Marvel villain side. And then when we get down to the last two, we'll figure out if the hero or the villain we think would win that one-on-one battle. Very, very similar to March Madness-style competition. And to do this, I brought a couple of familiar guests back to the show, and one new guest who I've been trying to get onto the podcast, and it's been my fault for a very long time. So I first want to welcome back Mike and Brian. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, of course. And then want to welcome our new guest, Dan. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you here. It's taken a long time to get you on the show. Um, but I had to wait till we did Marvel because that's definitely your uh, area of expertise, I feel, within the umbrella of Disney. So I mean, now you're kind of hyping me up. I'm a little nervous now. We're, no, don't be. We're, we're, I'm, I'm expecting high, I am expecting high, uh, high hopes though for you in this episode. Um, so I normally would ask in a Disney focused episode, Disney favorites, which I've already done with Mike and Brian, but I'm going to put them back in the hot seats and then put Dan in the hot seats to ask your favorite Marvel characters. And I'm going to start with Mike only because he's first on my screen. 
And Mike, of all the Marvel heroes, who is your favorite Marvel hero? And this can, while the I should say, while the episode's going to focus on the MCU, you can expand this beyond the MCU to anything Marvel if you would like. Oh, anything. Well, that's now a curveball. Anything Marvel? If you have an MCU answer ready to go, you can share that, though. Well, that's a really tough one. I would say that, I mean, I got to go, if it's MCU, I mean, OG Iron Man, I mean... You know, the one who started it all. I mean, that's, oh, I've always, I like, I even liked Iron Man too. I, I mean, I like all the Marvel films, but <laughs> um, I mean, you know, everything about him, you know, he, I think out of the entire MCU storyline that he, he has had a, the best story arc. I would say that's one of the reasons why he's my favorite is Iron Man in the MCU from start from Iron Man all the way through Endgame, by far the best story arc. Cool. So um, I would say for MCU, that would be my choice for Marvel in, in its entirety. Oh, man, that's a tough one. There's only a few characters in all of the Marvel worlds. Yeah, just a few. A few. <laughs> you know, just a handful. Um, uh, Wolverine's definitely up there. I mean, Wolverine is yeah. always my favorite since a kid. So uh, if you're talking about like going back to like the X-Men cartoons, like, uh, I would say Wolverine will definitely be up there. I'm very happy Disney now also owns Fox so that the X-Men can live within potentially the MCU in the future. Oh, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, how about a favorite Marvel villain? Well, I would say, no, I mean, Thanos. I mean, it, they just did, as far as the MCU is concerned, they just did such a good job with him. He had, again, he had the most interesting backstory. Uh, you know, everything about him, I just really, really liked. I actually liked him more than Loki, and, and Loki is fantastic, but. For me personally, my favorite's been, always been Thanos. Thanos is a good choice. He's definitely, uh, he's my favorite uh, from the MCU as well. And do you have a favorite MCU movie? The spin is if you don't, do you have a favorite series within the MCU? Favorite series, I would say, is Captain America for sure. Yeah. All three of them did a fantastic job. So as a cohesive trilogy, I would say Captain America for sure. Uh, favorite? Man, that's also a tough one too. There's so many that I like. Uh, my couple favorites are, and it just gets depends on my mood. But Avengers Endgame, which just was a masterpiece. I mean, they just knocked it out of the ballpark. Um, but I mean, the first Avengers, I think, still even then, still beats it. It's yeah. By far, the first Avengers is the perfect ensemble film. Not even in MCU, just in general, it's the perfect ensemble film. Everything, everyone got a great amount of screen time. It was fun. It was, you know, it you you didn't have to know what happened before to really understand what's going on. It stands on its own. Uh, everything about it is just fantastic. Yeah, a solid, solid choice. Awesome, Brian. We'll go to you next. I'll ask you the same questions. Favorite Marvel hero, villain, and movie slash series. Uh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, <laughs> seriously uh, Spider-Man. Uh, he's just absolutely my favorite, both in the MCU, outside, um, you know, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. So Spider-Man, absolutely hands down my favorite. Uh, villain, I'm going with Loki. Um, nice. I think he was very weak in the first Thor, but then he really came into his role um, with the Avengers and then Dark World, you start seeing kind of that anti-hero side and then developed a little bit more in Ragnarok. And then you saw that, well, kind of in Infinity War at the very beginning. Um, but 
I think he was just a good villain in the Avengers and then just a really good character overall. Yeah. And then favorite movie, I mean, Mike nailed it. Um, Captain America, best series. Um, Endgame is absolutely a masterpiece. And the Avengers, I think, is the, the best movie overall out of the MCU. Awesome. Awesome choices. And last but certainly not least, Dan, same questions for you. Well, Matt, you know me. You know the shirts that I always wear. Yes, Favorite I do. Marvel hero. <laughs> have to be Captain America. Just he's the OG right there. I mean, I feel like I almost like grew up with those movies. I think the first one came out in 2011, maybe like right before the first Avengers. And honestly, I I didn't think I would like it that much, but that movie, Captain America: The First Avenger, it really sold me on Captain America because I was thinking, oh, it's just like another goody two shoes, Boy Scout type of thing, but He's got heart, and they also weren't afraid to, like, go a little dark with it, too. Or, like, all right, Captain America isn't just, you know, stopping people and throwing them in prison. He's genuinely, like, killing Nazis. And <laughs> I know that's not what he wanted to do, but that's, that's freaking cool. Yeah. So he's definitely my favorite, like, Marvel hero in terms of the MCU. Overall, I really enjoy Wolverine. Uh, Logan's probably like my second favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. but I think I still enjoy Captain America the best just because of the journey that we saw him take for the past like nine years. And favorite villain, I- I'm going to go with an interesting choice, uh, at least in my opinion. Okay. Uh, for me, a villain's got to do two things either do both of them or at least do one of them really well. One is beat the hero and like beat the hero at their own game, or two, change the hero. And there are a lot of like villains that change the hero, like um, Killmonger from Black Panther. Uh, I'm sure there are other ones too, but the choice I'm going with is Baron Zemo from Captain America: Civil War. Ooh. This dude, he won. His goal wasn't world domination like Ultron. You know, it wasn't to take over the multiverse or the universe. I guess I should say this isn't DC. His goal was to break up the Avengers, and he he did. He broke them up. And honestly, indirectly, Baron Zemo is part of the cause for why uh, Avengers Infinity War even happened. So I'm going with Baron Zemo's favorite villain. Great choice. Yeah. And do you have a, I think your favorite movie is probably First Avenger? Yeah, First Avenger. I, I just love the nostalgia of it, you know, and like the, the campiness of it, how it does take itself seriously, but there's also a lot of fun elements in it too. And it yeah. introduced my favorite hero so it always has a special place for me awesome choices well i think this is going to be a very interesting discussion i mentioned before we started recording that because there's been some one-on-one combat with some of these characters before i intentionally left out captain america iron man and thanos they're sort of the honorable uh spectators of this show and we'll see yeah, we'll see. We'll see how how things uh, how things turn out. But we're gonna go right into this. There are four of us playing, and it is majority rules. So how that usually works with an even number is in the event of a tie, my vote does not count. So uh, it'll basically, my my vote here is just for show. I'm really curious to hear what all three of you come up with in your responses and it is free for all at any point. So feel free to jump in with thoughts on any one of these. If not, I'll just have to start calling people out. Um, but I think this first matchup is going to set to the, uh, the bar for what to expect for today. And the first two, we are starting on the hero side. 
the first two that are going head to head to combat, almost like this is a, a video game, is <laughs> Thor up against Doctor Strange. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's really tough. I, I gotta say, Doctor Strange. Why? Uh, be, I mean, he's he's sorcerer supreme. I mean, he let you know. Think about it. It, it. You know what it reminds me of? It's a scene back in Thor Ragnarok where Thor goes to see Doctor Strange. Uh, goes to see Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange literally is just like shifting the whole room as he's moving <laughs> around and doing things. I mean, I don't think Thor can even remotely come close. Um, even. Even if he had Stormbreaker, I would say that I think Doctor Strange would still just wipe the floor with him. All right, that's a strong vote from Mike. <laughs> Make that two. I gotta go with Sorcerer Supreme on this one. Really, same reasons. Just you look at Ragnarok and Doctor Strange. Just he just completely destroys Thor when uh, Thor was visiting him. So, yeah. Sounds like it'll Honestly, be a majority. I'm, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's going to be a majority, but on my end, I don't actually go with Thor. So, what, why? Doctor Strange, he was uh, the source of the Supreme, what, for like three years, maybe, right? He's, he's been training and learning the Mascars for three years. Yes, he's very adept at it, but Thor's literally been doing this for thousands of years. He's like the ultimate fighter, and to see him go out in the first round, which is what it's looking like now, heartbreaking. Him taking Stormbreaker or him taking, you know, Mjolnir, which I can't even pronounce. He literally went across the nine realms, defeating everyone, saving the world multiple times. And I feel like Doctor Strange doesn't really have that on his resume. Yes, he beat Dormammu, but I think he beat Dormammu through trickery, not through actual combat prowess. See, I think that's where Doctor Strange would beat Thor is because of his his ability to out-trick his opponent. Thor is a very brute force method of combat, whereas Doctor Strange is far more nuanced. And because of that, I think unless Thor can get a lucky shot off, Doctor Strange will win. See, pre-Ragnarok, I would agree with that, but I feel like Thor did learn a lot of trickery from Loki. And he learned about deception and he learned, hey, maybe I shouldn't be as trusting and I should be uh, wary and like aware of everything that's actually happening in the universe, you know? But I think Loki actually did help Thor out with that. That's fair. True, but also look look at his condition at the end of Endgame in comparison to let's say Doctor Strange <laughs> at that point. That's that so, true. That's true. You know, as guardian uh, of the universe. Right. I mean, he's he he's now going. He's now like he, he's now like the sidekick to the Guardians of the Galaxy at this point, <laughs> and Doctor Strange is on top of his game. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I wouldn't consider Thor a sidekick. You know, he was obviously battling with Star-Lord on who's the, the captain of the ship. I guess Star-Lord is still the captain. I guess we'll see in the next Guardians movie or in the next Thor movie. Next Thor movie. Ooh, next Thor, all right. Yeah, yeah they already confirmed that the Guardians of the Galaxy was, is going to be in, uh, in Thor, Love and Thunder. You mean, you know, Thor 4, more Thor? Yep, more Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable title. Um, awesome. Well, I will, uh, I mean, I'm going to throw this one to Dr. Strange. It is a, uh, a, a two to a two to one on, on that side for me, I was tossed on this one too. I will, 
I'll probably have to agree on Doctor Strange with this one, but Dan put up a really strong argument for Thor, which started to sway me a little bit. Either way, I think Doctor Strange is going to be moving forward. Unfortunate to see Thor go out in the first round, but that's how these things go sometimes. Um, Yeah, the next one is going to be a little more fun, I think, uh, and maybe a little more challenging, but I could be wrong on this one. We're going head-to-head with the two insect-focused heroes, Ant-Man against Spider-Man. That's a good one. And anyone can jump in. And this is post-Endgame, right? I assume also post-Far uh, From Home as well? Yeah, we're going up until technically Black Widow since by the time this... Obviously, we're recording this before Black Widow is out, but uh, Far From Home is, is out at this point, so we can go up until there. Are we allowed to say spoilers on this podcast? Yes. My rule with the podcast is any if a movie is available on demand or for purchase, then it is fair game for spoilers. I just won't share spoilers before that. Awesome. Okay. If you if you don't care, I will say now, if you if you are afraid of away from home spoilers, go watch the movie and then come back and watch <laughs> and listen to this episode. <laughs> then then my vote will have would have to be uh Spider-Man because he now has uh Tony Stark's entire arsenal of gadgetry <laughs> and technology behind him now in comparison to Ant-Man. So I would say in this case, considering that, I would say definitely Spider-Man. I would say even before he got all of Tony Stark's equipment, he still would have beaten Ant-Man just because you, know, you have your spider sense, you have just so much of his capabilities that beat out Ant-Man. Giant-Man is totally useless against Spider-Man. We saw that in Civil War. Um, so I, I would say Spider-Man regardless would beat out Ant-Man. Yeah. I think this one's unanimous too. Spider-Man. I, I, I think he would definitely beat Ant-Man. Maybe Hank Pym Ant-Man would stand a chance against Spider-Man. Maybe because he just had so much experience actually in the field, but Scott Lang, he's, he just can't compete with the power of spider all right, definitely unanimous. And I have to agree with all of you on on that one too. I think uh, Spider-Man also has the the intelligence of Peter Parker behind him in addition to the the Spidey sense and all the other uh, superpowers and, and skills that he has. So plus Tony Stark's arsenal, of course. So that for all those reasons, I'd agree with you. I think this one was unanimous and simple, which is great. Um, sometimes the first round can be relatively easy. And then obviously when we go down to what we've selected as our winners, it gets a little more complicated. Um, but next up we have, uh, two interesting characters. I, I, I decided to put these two head to head, uh, black widow up against Hawkeye. Um, and obvious reasons why I put the two of them against each other, I think. Well, we've seen them fight each other twice, and Black Widow won both technically, quote-unquote, won both times. So, that's a tough one. I would say, well, it, it depends. I mean, is Black Widow far away? Because if that's the case in Hawkeye, if there's like a head-to-head like close together, I would have to go with Black Widow. We could take it either way. <laughs> I think that's a tough question. I, I would assume I, that if they're co- if they're going head to head, they might start relatively farther away, but uh, eventually, perhaps get a little closer. I, I still have to say, Black Widow. I mean, yeah. it's been proven twice that she's she's able to uh, to knock down Hawkeye both times. So 
and she's she also doesn't let emotion get over her as much as Hawkeye does. So I, I would have to say Black Widow. Brian, Dan. Oh, I was gonna let Brian go first, but I mean I can jump in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, no order, um, no particular order. Yeah, uh, this was a tough one for me, honestly, because that first fight, I'm assuming uh, you guys talking about the Avengers, where it was mind controlled uh, Hawkeye versus Black Widow. I didn't really consider that one a fair fight, just because it's Loki controlling Hawkeye. So I wasn't really including that one, but I was thinking about the Endgame fight. And the more I thought about the Endgame fight, yes, I guess Black Widow technically did quote-unquote win by, you know, being able to sacrifice herself, RIP, you know, until she eventually comes back, I'm assuming. But anyway, um, what made me thinking is, obviously, long-range, Hawkeye's got the edge. But hand-to-hand combat, if we're talking... Hawkeye at like Ronin, where he's just going on a killing spree for five years, killing all the Yakuza in Japan. I think he would stand a chance against Black Widow there. So I guess it all depends on when they actually meet up. After he's able to be healed, I guess technically, and his family comes back, if that Hawkeye versus Black Widow, I do think that Black Widow would win a, by a small margin. So I'd have to go with Black Widow. Yeah, I agree that. I agree with that too. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to go with Hawkeye on this one. Um, I think, well, let me clarify. I think the reason why Hawkeye lost to Black Widow twice, the first time he was under mind control. Um, So I'm not so sure that he was at his prime there. And the second time he was holding back because of his emotion with Black Widow. So I think if you were looking at power against power, I think Hawkeye stands a significant chance against Black Widow. He's tricky. He can outmaneuver her. He can fly away and then... Um, try to fight her at a distance. So I'm going to go with Hawkeye on this one. Okay. So it sounded like it was two for Black Widow, one for Hawkeye, which does put Black Widow in the lead. Um, I ac- actually would have also said uh, Hawkeye for the reasons Brian mentioned. But again, in these instances, my vote does not count. Um, moving into the next category, we have uh, two interesting characters. We have Captain Marvel up against Scarlet Witch. How oh, much space? <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm going with Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Well, we haven't are... seen her. We haven't seen her true powers yet. I know that's the problem. Is that is that if we're, if we're we we can't say where it's going to go, we have to be in the now now. But we've seen teases of it. It's just they always have some sort of plot device to hold her back. Yeah, but Whereas, if, we're going after, if we're going after Far From Home, I, I have to say Captain, like at this point in time, I would say probably Captain Marvel, but it won't be long before Scar- Scarlet Witch will be able to wipe the floor with her. So as much as it pains me to say, because my gosh, did I not like Captain Marvel. She, I think, is one of the strongest heroes that they've ever even introduced. I mean, she was going toe-to-toe with almost, with, with Thanos, with like almost full gauntlet Thanos in um, Endgame. And Scarlet. she, sorry, she wiped no. out his fleet, things like that. And I've seen Scarlet Witch. We haven't seen too, too much of her, which I'm sure we'll get more development from her, especially in the uh, Scarlet uh, Vision TV show. But the times I can remember, yes, she did take on Thanos one-on-one and Thanos had to basically wimp out and call the army to bombard the entire battlefield with missiles. 
But I also remember that uh, one scene where she was even having trouble controlling a bomb that was about to go off in um, Captain America's Civil War. And yes, she definitely grew from Civil War all the way up to the point in Endgame. But I always think about that one moment, and I'm like, I'm thinking that Captain Marvel can handle that without a doubt. So my vote's definitely for Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, it, it, sorry, go ahead. So to Dan's point, um, the two um, things that he saw in the movies, I absolutely agree. But I think because um, Scarlet Witch did grow and she learned from that episode in Civil War, and she was the only one who was almost able to defeat Thanos and would have defeated Thanos if he didn't rain terror down onto the battlefield. So that's why I think Scarlet Witch is definitely the most powerful. Yes, she still has some room to grow, and that's probably the other reason why I would pick her, is we know she can do even more. We haven't seen that yet, but we see so much potential, and I think already she's stronger than Captain Marvel. It's basically the space stone versus the reality stone at that point. Yes. Yeah, honestly. Which is kind of like what it is, and then who, and who has the better mastery over that power? And right now, I still would say that the, the one... Like at this point in time, the one who has more mastery over their abilities is Captain Marvel at this point. But yeah, it's not going to be long before Scarlet Witch would be able to far surpass her where she's now warping reality, which we haven't even seen her do yet. When she gets to that point, there's no question Scarlet Witch. But I would say for now, if we're we're talking about right after Far From Home and Endgame, I still have to go with Captain Marvel. Sounds like we're all pretty much in... in unanimous uh, decision here. It's just a question of what point in time we're discussing. And so because of that, uh, I'll say that Captain Marvel will move forward just because of the point in time. But I think we all agree that if we were to revisit this in a year or so, we might flip that to uh, to Scarlet Witch. But at this point, sounds like Captain Marvel will move forward. I'm looking at round two already. This is going to be interesting. Um, But sticking with round one, we are halfway through the heroes. Um, next up, we have Black Panther up against Hulk. Dr. Bruce Banner. Ooh, you're so mean. This I, is had so to make these, I had to make these interesting. I couldn't just be like, you know, <laughs> Captain Marvel against Black Widow. <laughs> it had to, had, to be, had to be somewhat a fair... A fair uh, I'm assuming we... that Black Panther has his vibranium suit, right? Yes, Black Panther okay. does have his vibranium suit. I'm going with Black Panther on this one. I think with the vibranium suit, he can withstand a lot of what Hulk can dish at him, and then he can dish it right back. Uh, even with Hulk being, I don't know, what is he called now? Clever Hulk or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where he merged with Banner. Um, I still think Black Panther will be smarter, be able to outmaneuver him, and then be able to take a lot of the force that Hulk can throw at him. Actually, you know, it's funny that you mentioned it. Now I'm realizing that this Hulk's, like, originally, if it was prior, pre-Smart Hulk, I would say it would be a stalemate. Because basically, Black Panther would be able to, to take, take whatever Hulk will give him, and Hulk will just not stop. So <laughs> it would just end up being a stalemate between the two of those. But if it's Smart Hulk that's versus Black Panther, I think Smart Hulk will win. Because now you have the abilities of Bruce Banner in, in conjunction with his strength. Um, I think that he would be able to outsmart. Uh, I think he would be able to outsmart Ch- T'Challa. I really think he would. Yeah, I completely agree on that point. I mean, T'Challa is definitely one of the best leaders in um, the Avenger in the uh, MCU like series, and I think he'll be one of the people maybe leading the Avengers in the future. 
when he's not doing his kingly duties. But in a one-on-one match against Professor Hulk or Smart Hulk, whatever, <laughs> whatever we're calling him now, I just I don't think he can compete. I think Bruce Banner is in the top three smartest people of the entire MCU. And I think he would be able to outsmart and I think he could physically match Black Panther. And giving those two attributes, I gotta go with Professor Hulk. All right. Sounds like Hulk is going to be moving forward, especially if it's Professor Hulk slash Smart Hulk, and uh, we'll keep him in, in the running for round two. Matt, well, uh, what's your what's your pick? I want to know what yours is. Yeah, I picked Hulk too. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I I think uh, for the reasons yeah, I agree with Mike actually 100 percent in everything that you said, and and uh, and Dan too, because if this was uh, old school Hulk, it would be a stalemate. Because Mike, you're right. I think he would be he would just constantly be fighting uh black panther um and not giving in and also black panther's vibranium suit would be able to to uh keep him defended against hulk so it would be pretty much a stalemate but now when you have the intelligence of uh you know dr bruce banner to to back the strength of hulk he would in my opinion move forward as well I mean, if this was old Hulk, uh, Black Panther wouldn't even need the suit on Aussie. He just had to put on, you know, like an orange wig and start talking about something. <laughs> you know, that's all you need. That's true. If he was smart, he would take, uh, he would either find Black Widow or try to uh, impersonate Black Widow and uh, exactly. and calm, calm Hulk down. And then he's getting would... real low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move to the next one. This is so I think we've we've captured a lot of the primary characters and some of the secondary. Um, we still have a few primary left to go, but this one is technically secondary characters. And I put these two together because I thought they had, although they have in some ways similar personalities, similar skill sets, but very different. And it should be an interesting one. So we're looking, uh, keeping within um, T'Challa's family, we're putting Shuri up against Rocket. Dang. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. I, I put, I put some thought into these brackets, <laughs> at least a little bit. Definitely, definitely Shuri, for sure, I would say in this one. I mean, Rocket as smart as Rocket is, um, Shuri is just genius. I mean, she, she, I think, in many ways topples Bruce Banner, as far as intelligence is concerned, she's probably one of the most intelligent, if not the intelligent, uh, MCU character out there. So, um, in that case, I would say that whatever Rocket is able to pull off, no matter how big his gun is, sure he's going to have something that is going to be far greater than that. I don't know. I kind of have to go with Rocket on this one. Um, I agree that Shuri is extremely smart and could probably come up with something cleverer than Rocket, but Rocket does one thing really, really well. He makes other his opponents very, very frustrated and gets them to act out of emotion, and I think he would be able to get Shuri to do something that probably isn't the wisest course of action and then leverage that and defeat her, or he can go after her gadgets, and then just completely disassemble them because he's also really good at doing that. And then he can use his really big gun to win. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I, I might... Go ahead, Dan. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, I, I can't see Shuri winning this one. I mean, we just haven't seen enough of her. Yes, she is implied to be, like, one of the smartest people in the MCU, even smarter than Banner, who I was saying is, like, definitely top three. 
but she'd be going up against this genetically altered raccoon who's <laughs> honestly built to fight and to kill and to take his big gun and to shoot anyone who stands in his way. And maybe the only way that she could beat him is if she laid a trap with some, you know, like treats or something and then put a string in a box and like trap him in that. But I, I don't think she'd be able to do that. You gotta go with Rocket in this case. I'm gonna change my answer too. I, I you, you, you both convinced me. Maybe not the box and the string, but <laughs> <laughs> but but no. I Brian made actually a really really valid point, and I think that Rocket, um, that's like explaining he has more street smarts than Shuri does, and I think that's what would topple Rocket in that case, as that gets Shuri into a compromising position and then take her out. Yeah, I, I agree with all of you. I was going to put Rocket ahead in this one, too. So this is probably our first fully unanimous one. I think that Rocket, at the very least, would steal Shuri's arm or something. <laughs> to uh, I know not, not she has a mechanical arm, but uh, he would definitely outsmart her by, to Brian's points from the beginning, bringing out her frustrations and emotional decision-making, which would put her at a disadvantage. And Rocket has a great way of manipulating his opponents that way. So, um, and then still has the weaponry and the skill set like Churi does to put weapons together and and to uh, to keep himself defended. So I will put Rocket ahead as well. Rocket's the clear winner here. Um, I said that I was not going to put Iron Man and Captain America in here because we've seen them battle and because they are two of the, the biggest heroes in the MCU, but this one is kind of a tribute to them. And we have seen these two battle out before, uh, so that's something to consider. And I know that there's, it's impossible to sometimes avoid any sort of combat uh, that's already happened before. But uh, not to tease it out too much more, the next two on the list are Falcon against War Machine. Ooh, hmm. actually, that's interesting. Do they Falcon have the shield right now? It's the end of Endgame, so or you know, far uh, far yeah. from home. So yeah, um, and I think Mike, I think they did battle in Civil War, in a in at least some way. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't one on one, so that's the difference. But um, that's the only time where we really see them go uh, duke it out that I can remember. That's a tough one. I I, th- I kind of want to go with War Machine just because I think Falcon will have a hard time against his armor. But the other side, I want to go with Falcon over War Machine because I think Falcon outsmart War Machine. I, I agree with Brian. That's a tough. That's a tough one because definitely I think Falcon would outsmart War Machine. But War Machine also has a ridiculous arsenal behind <laughs> him in in the suit of armor that that far surpasses what Falcon has. I mean, at yes, least right yes, now. Life. <laughs> yeah, except for the ex-wife. That would be a little bit of a problem. If we're talking Iron Man 2, War Machine, then uh, probably not. I think we'd go with Falcon. I think back to Captain America. Not Captain America. Well, I, I technically, the Avengers. When uh, he says to Tony, big man in a suit of armor, what are you without that, you know? And then he lists the playboy, billionaire, genius, philanthropist. What is... War Machine without his suit of armor. You know, he's at this point, after like Endgame, he's kind of a crippled man. And I think that it's going to be an aerial battle between War Machine and Falcon. And Falcon now with the shield, with the support of Captain America, and, you know, with the uh, basically the support of anyone else who would need it, would be able to defeat uh, War Machine. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good point. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can argue with that one. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm gonna have to go with Falcon on this one. It, it's kind of toe to toe, but I, I think you're right. It's like if we're looking at you know post Far From Home post Endgame, you know, Rhodey is a very broken man right now, and uh, Falcon's pretty much on top on the top of his game. I mean, he's Captain America. You he's know, Captain America like, now. How much more of a top of the game can you get? <laughs> I mean, the only way you can be more on top of the game is if you were Papa Doc and you were able to defeat Eminem in a rap battle. But, you know, that's... <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, well, it sounds like Falcon for all three of you. Uh, I will agree with that, too. Um, I think the difference that you talked about being we're looking at post end game. Um, Falcon definitely has the upper hand against war machine for all the reasons you all mentioned. Um, and I am going to have to move him forward. And so this is our, our second unanimous vote. Uh, the last one in round one should be interesting as well. And then we're going to get after this down to our choices for who we've brought forward to round two. Um, so the end of round one puts Star-Lord up against Vision. Mm. Vision. Uh, well. <laughs> no one's, no one's... I want to go with Vision. I really want to go with Vision. But we haven't been able to see... I think we've seen enough of Vision to know that he could defeat Star-Lord. It's just every time Vision gets to show off his powers, he gets to show it off for about five seconds, and then they come up with some plot device to shut him down. So, like, Infinity War for me was very disappointing because Vision had a chance to shine, and then they just didn't give him that opportunity whatsoever. They always had something that could counter his power where most things wouldn't be able to stop him. So I'm going with Vision because I think his power is far superior to that of Star-Lord. I think he could probably outsmart him both of them have kind of a childish mindset for different reasons i think vision is just is has that innocent child like um persona whereas chris or not chris brett uh star lord just acts like a child yeah i, I would go with brian on this one too I, I still think that that vision would still beat him out I think I think uh, that no matter what trick that Star Lord has, he may have like a handful of tricks that he might be able to pull off. But then Vision would just basically just phase and be like, "Okay, cool, yeah, you caught me in your bindings that I didn't see coming, and then um, I'm just going to then just move my arms and break them, or just phase out of whatever you're shooting at me." So I actually have to disagree with you two. So we, you guys mentioned how. Vision is powerful. Don't get me wrong. He's able to lift Thor's hammer. You know, he was taking out people in Age of Ultron. Agreed. Vision's power level is far superior to Star-Lord. But you mentioned how every time they're meant to see Vision's power, he always gets shafted, in all honesty, either in Infinity War when he gets stabbed to the back or when his Mind Stone gets... Not Mind Stone. Whatever's in his head gets taken out and he's not even able to do anything. He's barely even in Endgame. While with Star-Lord, he's a crafty guy. This guy thought of the perfect plan to defeat Thanos on whatever planet that they were fighting on. And the only reason it didn't you know, follow through is because of the death of Gamora. But if they actually would have followed that plan, he would have, they would have beat Thanos right there on that planet. So I think Star-Lord would be able to come up with some crafty solution to knock out Vision. Because Vision in fights, super powerful, 
but I feel like he hasn't really been able to stand toe-to-toe with the other Avengers and keeps getting knocked out early. So I'd have to go with Star-Lord on this one. Yeah, see, that, those were good points, Dan, and I, that's what exactly what I was thinking about, too. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if against Vision that that's going to be enough. And also to your point about how Star-Lord was able to come up with that genius plan to defeat Thanos, he's also the one who screwed up his own plan. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so you're right. I think he could come up with a genius plan, but could he actually execute on it? I'm not I mean, so sure. I think all of his plans have worked besides that one instance, but that was because of the death of Gamora. And if they weren't those circumstances in the fight with Star-Lord and Vision, I think the plan would have worked. Whatever his plan would have been. Something crazy, I'm sure. And I think he also relies on other people to kind of flesh out most of his plans. So if you look at the original Guardians of the Galaxy, he comes up with a decent plan, but he needs the help of the rest of the Guardians to come up with a full-fledged plan to actually defeat um, their opponents at any given point in time. So I think I, agree. I think Vision would win just because Star-Lord isn't... He, he's not a full character, and I think also at the end of Endgame, he's a little bit broken because Gamora's gone. I, he's going through a lot emotionally as well. Um, so I don't think he's in the right mindset to be able to completely defeat Vision. I mean, granted, Vision's dead. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) so, full full honesty there. Um, but I think just Vision being able to, with all of his powers, I think just by reacting to whatever Star-Lord does, you'd be able to, um, avoid any kind of his attacks and then deliver a counterpunch. Yeah, I agree. I still have to go with Vision on this one, too. All right. Sounds like Vision's moving forward. I would see that this is where it does get tricky, because I do think if Star-Lord were working in in cahoots with other heroes, he could have the upper hand. If it's one-on-one, I think Vision would have the upper hand just because of his strength. And when Star-Lord does have a plan, he usually does require other people um to bring that that to life so that's his greater strength i think is is his leadership and his cunning um but i think that in the one-on-one combat he would fall a little short um so that's that's why i put vision ahead but dan i think put up a good a good uh fight for for star lord on this one as well for sure it was a good argument yeah so that's that's round one. Um, we're going into round two. These are our answers. We're gonna be. This is it's gonna start speeding up now. Um, so these are these are now longer my choices. These are the group's choices. Um, so I claim no responsibility for the outcomes here. Uh, so first up in round two, we have Doc Ainge going up against Spider Man. I mean, come on, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Dan, agree. Mm, I'm thinking it over. Yep. At this point, yeah, I got to go Doctor Strange. I, Spider-Man's good, and he's still young, and he's going to have time, but can't compete with magic, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I agree, too. You can't really... The, Doctor Strange has the advantage of having an Infinity Stone, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of it's hard to go up against that, even if you do have Tony Stark's arsenal. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's got to be uh, the one to go ahead in this one. Um, cool, nice and easy. Uh, the next one we have... <laughs> I think this one's also going to be relatively easy. Um, Black Widow up against Captain Marvel. Oh, good golly gee. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Black Widow. At least you got to... That might stand a chance against Captain Marvel. I think... uh, No. (laughs) 
I think uh, I think it's probably unanimous on this one with Captain Marvel. Um, so we'll move Captain Marvel ahead. Uh, next, I guess this one is a little more interesting. We have Hulk up against Rocket. Hmm. Yeah, I think Professor Hulk for this one. I don't. I don't think Rocket stands a chance. They were both basically genetically modified, and I think Hulk has the better modifications with his gamma rays. And I think Hulk can definitely handle Rocket pretty pretty easily. In all honesty. I would I would agree, except for everyone's argument with what uh, Rocket would win before is that the fact that Rocket's so crafty, and then I can like he Rocket has those street smarts to him, so I can see him getting the upper hand on Smart Hulk. Uh, and getting him to to emotionally react to something because he is emotionally vulnerable in that way, and then Rocket can can potentially take him out. So I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. I, I might actually go with Rocket on this one. I, I'm torn. I think if Rocket has enough time to prepare for this battle, Rocket will win because he'd be able to set a trap for Smart Hulk. But if they were just to get thrown into a battle arena and have to duke it out, I think Smart Hulk would beat Rocket because Rocket won't have anything in his arsenal to take out Hulk. Even his like, biggest gun still wouldn't stop Hulk. I feel like Rocket's starting to sound like Batman now. <laughs> Rocket is Batman, <laughs> you're right. Rocket's so more Batman, Batman than, than Iron Man is. Oh wait, are we allowed to say Batman? I, I, know, I don't know if that flies under the Disney No, radar. that's fine, you can mention other things. People have mentioned, uh, uh, I've, I've even mentioned non-Disney things before. So yes, definitely flies. Okay. <laughs> not not form Batman's not formally in this competition, but he's certainly spectating at the very least. So Batman beats everything. He's just like there, there is no bracket at that point. Just become Batman. Batman. <laughs> he's in the cafeteria getting coffee with Superman. You know, they're just watching the battles. They're jealous. They're billions of dollars. You know, it's fun. Uh, yeah. Um, so hang hang. I'm trying to remember now. So Mike said rocket. rocket. Yeah, Brian. Uh, Dan said Hulk, and Brian, you said Hulk. Okay. Yeah, yeah I agreed with Hulk too. Um, I I think that uh, Rocket has the craftiness, but I don't think he's crafty enough to to uh, to beat out Hulk. Um, so I I had to put him in in the the winner spot for this one too. Um, last one in round two, we have Falcon up against Vision. I would say Vision. Yeah, Vision. Okay. Yeah, I'd go with Vision on this one. I mean, I don't think Falcon has the... I mean, going back to my Star-Lord argument, I don't think he has the planning skills, basically, to fight against an Infinity Stone. So I I think Vision will will handle this one. Not easily, because I think Falcon will be a little crafty about it, but I think eventually Vision will have the upper hand See, that's the only thing is with Falcon having the shield, if the shield could withstand the power of this Infinity Stone and throw it back at him. So like we saw in Civil War, when Iron Man would shoot his repulsor rays at the shield, the shield would reflect it at something else. So if the same thing would happen against the stone, I think Falcon would be able to outsmart Vision and Vision wouldn't know how to defeat Falcon. So depending on how the shield could work, I... I would almost be in favor of Falcon because I think he could outsmart Vision. Yeah, that's a good but without point. the shield, Vision wins hands down. Yeah, I agree with with the shield. That that makes it makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, definitely a good argument. Yeah. 
Definitely a good argument. It sounds like I would pick Vision um, in this case, uh, just again for Vision's sheer strength and, and powers um, <clears throat> and having an Infinity Stone. So I think uh, it sounds like, although we had a, a good argument there for um, for Falcon, Vision does move ahead. We're down to the final four. These are getting very interesting. I'm really, I have no idea how this is gonna how this is gonna turn out. So. Um, the first up in the final four is Dr. Strange up against Captain Marvel. I still go Dr. Strange. Now what's funny, here's the funny part though, is that if you are going to do future Scarlet Witch against Dr. Strange, I think future Scarlet Witch would win. But as of now, I, I still think Dr. Strange would, would beat out Captain Marvel. Yeah. The only person I could see have been defeating Dr. Strange was Thor. I just, even with Captain Marvel and her power over one of the Infinity Stones, I think Doctor Strange has mastery over his Infinity Stone. And I think through his magical prowess, he would be able to see Captain Marvel, even though Captain Marvel is one of the strongest in the universe. So I'm going with Doctor Strange. Yeah. I can't add anything else. <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Well, I definitely can't anyth add anything to that either. Uh, I think magic wins in this case. So uh, Doctor Strange is going into the final two. Uh, the other matchup in the final four, we have Hulk against Vision. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family friendly. I could say the C word, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, language. Language. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna get Captain America language of this one. Um, I, I would. I would have to say Smart Hulk, but that's a really tough one. I would say uh, Powers Vision for sure. I mean, he'll just wipe the floor with. with again, if it was pre-Smart Hulk, it would be Vision hands down. Um, but uh, Smart Hulk, I would say probably will outsmart Vision in that case. I don't know. I'm still going with Vision on this one. I think he would beat out Hulk simply because Hulk, even though he has the brains, I don't see him putting together some sort of gadget that could stop Vision. He would still use rely on his brute force to defeat Vision, and Vision is just going to phase out of his punches. And then he has the Infinity Stone to destroy Hulk. So I'm going with Vision on this one. It's if also it was, one... Go ahead, oh, Dan. Go ahead. No, go uh, ahead. If it was Smart Hulk, then yeah, I would definitely go with Vision on this one. But I've just seen Vision get busted way too many times through means where I wouldn't expect an Infinity Stone wielder to get beaten like that. That I just expect Professor Hulk to be able to beat him somehow, some way, whether it be through sticking his hand through Vision while Vision is fading and then, you know, just not letting go until Vision has to reappear. Whatever it may be, I think Professor Hulk will be able to win this one through his smarts and through his physical prowess. I think for a lot of these scenarios, it really, Brian nailed it on the head before, where do they have, you know, are, do they know they're going to be battling and then have time to prepare for it? Or are they just being thrown in and saying, go, you know, you have to duke it out? I think that does change the, you know, the leverage of each of these characters in many cases. Yeah, I'm, I went under the assumption that they don't have that much time to prep. Like, I, I think it's somewhere in between. I don't think it's they're just thrown in, but I also don't think it's that they have days to prepare. I think it's maybe like a few hours to prepare at most. 
I mean, the way I've been imagining it is like Ragnarok when Thor's like, all right, I'm ready to fight. And then it turns out he's fighting the Hulk, you know? Like, that's the way I've been seeing these fights. Yeah, and okay, that's, well, that's where we could look at this too. If that's the case, then I'll go with Vision. If, if that's the scenario, if, 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 if it's literally like they're in an arena, they're, they're battling, but they don't know who they're going to fight, then I would probably have to go with Vision on that one. Okay, so Mike said Vision, Brian said Hulk. Vision. You said Vision, and then Dan said Hulk. I said Hulk, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, I, I was going to say Vision on this one, um, <clears throat> and uh, it sounds like Vision was the, the majority here, not a complete unanimous vote, but yeah, I think it's, it, it is a good point that if we were thinking of this in having more time to prepare, it would be more of a unanimous or more of an equal fight um, or closer fight, but uh, not having that much time to prepare, I think Vision has the upper hand over the smarts of Bruce Banner. Um, either way, we are down to the final two. This is interesting. We have All an right. Infinity Stone against an Infinity Stone. We have uh, Doctor Strange up against Vision. Strange, Doctor Strange, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Doctor Strange. I've had Vision lose every single fight, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, I think I'd go with Doctor Strange on this one. Yeah, I, I think so too. This this I'm gonna share with with uh, with you guys especially, and then I'll I'll share with those listening the breakout and how this looks with the the hero side. It's really interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how the villain side is gonna turn out, but Doctor Strange is our winner for the hero side, and it's gonna go up against whatever villain we pick. Um, so the villain side of the equation, it should be pretty interesting, much like the hero side. Um, the only difference is I don't think we have as many cases where we've seen these villains interact too much, so if at all. Um, so I think this should make it really, really interesting. Um, and the first one, the first bracket for the villain side, we have two things, I guess is the best way to categorize it. We have Dormammu up against Ego. Wow, that's a tough one. That's a huge, <laughs> tough one. I'm going with Dormammu. Yeah. Dormammu is a dimension. Ego's a planet. <laughs> And Dormammu in the MCU, he kind of devours planets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so that's feels- his whole reason for existence is just I see planet, I devour it, and like Mike said, he goes a planet. So e- yeah, it's the uh, <laughs> that actually makes complete sense. It's yeah, the snake to the mongoose there. <laughs> I gotta go with Dormammu on this one, but what I'm worried about now is Dormammu is this all-powerful entity being. Do you do you guys think that it's going to wind up with Doctor Strange versus Dormammu in the end? It's <laughs> very possible. It's going to be very possible. If Thanos is not in the mix of this, <laughs> yeah. If, the, if Thanos is not in the mix of this, yeah, it could be possible. I would go with Dormammu though over Ego. You know. Yeah, he is a planet eater. Um, so I had to pick Dormammu for this one too. And uh, it's possible he might just wipe the floor of all these villains that we have, um, but who knows? We'll we'll see how this turns out. And if it is Doctor Strange against Dormammu, then we've seen this before, and we already know the outcome, which makes our answer a lot easier. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, next up, we are shifting themes to, I guess, demigods or gods. Um, we're going with Ronin up against Hela. Hela. Yeah, Hella. 
I think she has she has the power and she has the smarts to defeat Ronan. Even if Ronan had the power stone, I would still say I would still go with uh, with Hela on that one. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know if Ronan actually had the power stone or not. Because with the power stone, I think even with his lack of smarts, because let's face it, Ronan was not one of the best villains. I think with the power stone, he would stand a chance against Hela, but without it, no chance at all. Hela's got the experience and she's got the edge. Yeah, I think we have to assume he does not have the power stone at this point where, where we are in the MCU. Yeah, so definitely Hela for me then. Yeah, and I agree with you too. So far, we're, we're pretty unanimous on this side. Um, Hella, I think, uh, definitely could outsmart Ronan and uh, thus has an advantage there. Um, next up, I think, I'm hoping these are going to get a little more interesting as we go forward. And I think, uh, like I started with some of these more demigod type of, uh, or all powerful beings. Um, but next up, we have two more human characters. Um, we have Ulysses Claw up against the Mandarin. And just to be specific about this, it's not the fake Mandarin. It is the real guy who's the genius behind the Mandarin. I, I, well, there, uh, <laughs> that one's kind of tough because we haven't seen him just yet in action. Yeah. We will see that in Shang-Chi, hopefully. But uh, I would say... Knowing from the comics and knowing what has been set up currently in the MCU, I would probably go with the Mandarin, but you know, we, we haven't seen him in action yet. So that's kind of like one of those harder ones, but I would say, I would probably still go with the Mandarin just because of how like behind the scenes he is and claw is a little bit more face forward. And even though he has the, you know, his claw gadgets and stuff like that too, and he's, he's, you know, merciless, I still would say Mandarin's far more merciless than Claw is. And will outsmart yeah. Claw too. Watching the movies, I never really saw Claw as like a villain per se. I mostly saw him as an antagonist with his own uh, ideals and what he wanted to do. So yes, his ideals and opinions were against the heroes, but I never really saw him as a true villain of the MCU. So it's, it's interesting that he's, that uh, Matt put him in the uh, bracket because I never even would have thought of him, to be honest. Good point. But um, I, I don't think he can compete with the Mandarin and his explosive firepower or whatever it is. I don't know too much about the Mandarin in the, in the uh, Marvel comics. I, I mean, I know he's not that at least. I know he's got these 10 rings, magical powers and stuff. But against the MCU Mandarin, even if it was a letdown, according to a lot of people, I still think that that Mandarin will be able to beat Claw. Okay. I don't have much to add. I'm just going Mandarin. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going Mandarin I, too. I think Dan is spot on though, where I don't see Claus as a villain. He's an antagonist. <clears throat> That's true. I probably should have put uh, Baron Vimo here, uh, Dan's favorite villain, and perhaps that would have been a better matchup. But, um, but uh, it sounds like Mandarin is moving forward. Uh, next up, we have Ultron against Ironmonger. Oh, Ultron. Yeah. Is it sad yeah. I'm forgetting who Iron Monger even is? Like He's the villain from the first Iron Man. Oh, then that makes, yeah, let's 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 go with Ultron then. I mean, let's let's be honest here. That the uh, the first one from the Iron Man, as much as we loved 
Iron Man 1. I, I thought it was a great introduction to it. The villain was lacking, and I don't think Ironmonger stands a chance against a lot of people. So definitely Ultron in this case. Yeah, I agree too. And I, I'll, I'll admit the challenge with the villain side is that there was not as many villains as there are heroes. And uh, at least in the MCU. So that's that's where a lot of these are coming from. But um, I think, uh, yeah, Ultron would, would move forward in this. I, I tried to put two uh, at least Iron Man-ish yeah, villains together and, uh, and saw how they would battle it out. Um, next two, I think, might be a little more evenly matched, so it should be an interesting discussion. Um, Killmonger against Vulture. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that is a really good one. That's my favorite one so far. <laughs> it's honestly mine, too. <laughs> yeah. Does, Does Killmonger, Killmonger have this? <laughs> <laughs> Does Killmonger have the suit? The vibration? Yeah. Does he have the um, the powers? That's a good question. Um, yeah, because he he does have it for a short time. Um, I think. I'm, I'm guessing that answer would sway your decision. Um, so let's hear you talk it out and then I'll decide. He had the powers at the end of Black Panther though, right? Like they weren't taken away, right? Correct. He had yeah, them when so he I, Yeah, he, if he had them when he technically True. died, then I would assume that during this fight he would have the powers. Yeah, and he would also have the suit too. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think because of that, he would be able to defeat Vulture just by... Yep sheer strength um vulture i think is smarter so if he didn't have the powers didn't have the suit then vulture would win um but with the suit that and the power it changes everything yeah i remember too they only got a couple hours there and they don't know who they're fighting against and they're just getting thrown in so i mean vulture can technically fly but i don't think that's going to stop killmonger from figuring out a way to get to him and then take him out yeah killmonger's got this tenacity that he just will not give up until his dying breath yeah. Well, I feel like that attitude, while with Vulture, it's more of just, I'm doing what I need to do to protect my family and to uh, be successful, basically. And I think Killmonger's attitude is going to hold a clear advantage over Vulture, and that'll lead to him winning the fight. Yeah, and I would say Killmonger also has street smarts to him, so he would be able to adapt even to whatever Vulture could come up with. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's definitely his tenacity that, uh, even without the suit, in my mind, would put him at an advantage over Vulture. Um, he, you know, he had a pretty, a pretty uh, powerful rise from uh, in Black Panther from essentially a, a rough upbringing to his whole life focusing on. Um, going after this goal of his and then actually accomplishing it, although it was taken away eventually, but, you know, he ended up becoming um, and winning his spot as uh, the, the, the king of, uh, of Wakanda. Um, so I think um, that, that in itself, besides his suit, puts him at an advantage over Vulture. Um, so I had to put him forward as well. So it sounds like Killmonger is going to be moving forward. Um, next up, I think, uh, perhaps other two equally matched. We'll see, um, both some level of cunning involved, uh, Mysterio up against Yellow Jacket. Hmm. 
Is it Mysterio with his team or no? You have to assume he's by himself. He does have his tech, but he's uh, by himself. I'll go with Yellow Jacket. Now, a couple of things. First of all, I think with Mysterio, everything is theater. So he has to have a lot of time to set up whatever he wants to do. He's not good about really thinking on the fly. So I think right off the bat, Mysterio is at a significant disadvantage. But I think even with all of that, because Yellow Jacket can shrink, he can go through any of the devices that Mysterio can come up with and basically do what Spider-Man did, which was just destroy all of his drones, any of his trickery. And then after that, Mysterio is pretty uh, pretty useless, defenseless. Yeah, I agree. I have to go with Yellow Jacket too because of those reasons. I would go with Yellow Jacket as well, but not for those reasons at all. I think everyone forgets that Yellow Jacket has the most powerful weapon in the entire MCU, more powerful than vibranium suits or cap shields, you know, Tony Stark suits, the, the gauntlet. He has the goo gun. He could literally shoot someone, turn them into goo, and then just wipe them up with a tissue. And that is, I, I don't know if you could stop that. So I would go with Yellow Jacket. <laughs> wow, the ghost of the goo gun. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterio could bring his tech, then I think Yellow Jacket could bring his goo gun. And <laughs> you can true. see this, it's like, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? You have Mysterio like going all crazy with all these drones to <laughs> fly around and completely take <laughs> And then you just uh, see Yellow Jacket just like kind of sigh, throw out the goo gun, goos him, and Yep. Yeah, I think so too. It'd be it'd be a pretty easy contest. It's if Mysterio had his team and time to prepare, he would have more of a chance. But I still think Yellow Jacket would would take the lead here um, and and walk away from this contest. We're downing toward we're getting down towards the end. We've got two more villain brackets to go. Next up, we have Red Skull up against Malachite. Mm, a battle of the boring villains. Really boring matchup. Well, because here's the thing: like they really did not do the Red Skull justice. Um, yeah, that's probably. like the one thing that um, I felt uh, in the entirety of the MCU really didn't do that character justice. And I was so happy that that they brought him back for Infinity War and Endgame and gave him some purpose. Um, I thought that was fantastic. But you know, the Red Skull is you know is a genius and they really didn't explore it that much. So, and Malekith is just boring. They, and Red you know, Skull is superhuman as well. Right. I, I would probably still go with Red Skull. I think Red Skull would, would outsmart Malekith and I think their strengths would be equal. So in that case, I would go with Red Skull. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going with Red Skull, but both boring. I mean, you have to assume that either A, they both have an infinity stone in their power, whether it be the ether, whether it be the, uh, whatever the cube is, the, the Tesseract, the Tesseract, or they don't have either of the infinity stones. So if we're considering those conditions, I would definitely have to go with Red Skull in that, in, in that case. Yeah, even if they both had the infinity stones, I think that, right, like, even though Malekith knows how to use the, he kind of sort of knew, knew how to use the ether, but not really. You know, which is kind of funny um, in comparison to the Red Skull. I still think the Red Skull would just out, would outthink him, even in that case scenario. Yeah, this I mean, one, it's I, possible. Yeah, it's possible Malekith has a chance, 
if Thor were to burn the other side of his face as well, that way they'd both be like, you know, weird face like messed up. But, you know, since obviously Red Skull has the advantage there, definitely Red Skull. Yep, more disfigured wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree too. I didn't, I didn't have a strong opinion on this one. Um, I wanted to, I had to fit these two in somewhere, so I put them against each other. But um, Red Skull was, uh, at least in my mind, kind of the lead, but I didn't have a strong, uh, strong opinion on this one. Um, but the last one in this matchup of round one is I had to put Loki on here because he was still in the okay. running. Um, so it's Loki against Yonrog. I, still, I, still I gotta go with Loki. Yeah, I probably go with Loki. Yeah, I I gotta go with uh, Loki on this one just because he's had so much experience. Again, I'm going back to the Thor argument of thousands of years of maybe not fighting experience, but definitely trickery experience. And Jan Rog, the one time we saw him in combat, he got bested. So I'm going with Loki. Yeah. Also, Loki's a demigod, so or god, yes. whatever. Yeah. That definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this one was uh, was relatively simple. As as I was even putting together this list, I realized that um, one of the things that in the MCU is is pretty apparent, especially when you take out Thanos, is the the heroes. They seem to have put a lot of thought and attention into the heroes and their character development. And part of that is probably because villains only appear in many cases in one film. The heroes appear in multiple films. Um, but the heroes are certainly the stronger side <laughs> when it comes to character development and powers and the th- how thought out the, the developments um, and backstories are for them. Um, in a lot of cases, some cases, the villains like Loki and um, obviously like Thanos, who I didn't put in here, are, are, are strong characters that appear in multiple films and have a strong place in the MCU. But uh it's uh, it's hard to compete with the 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 arcs and the hero side of the equation. Um, regardless, no, no, I think a lot, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Uh, a lot of the uh, uh, villains that are here, I feel like Marvel didn't really get their grip on villains until about Phase Three. The only good villain, in my opinion, was Loki up until Phase Three, and then once Phase Three hit, they were able to really like get the ball rolling with maybe not how powerful the villains are per se, but at least the character development of the villain. While with the heroes, they got that down to a T from the start. The uh, literally Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Maybe not Thor per se, but at least Captain America and Iron Man were great from the start. Yeah, agreed. I hundred percent agree. I would also say that the villains they they did a lot more to kind of plot how they were going to take over the world or whatever. Whereas the heroes just got thrown in and said, "Okay, this is the problem. Go solve it." And so the villains were able to use their powers to defeat them, whereas the villains kind of used their powers, but they really took advantage of the entire situation, try to set up plots and set up all these kind of areas to accomplish whatever goal that they were trying to reach. And so in our matchup here, where it's like, you're just in an arena, well, the villains are really, um, they really think through how they're going to um, do their attack, whereas villains that or heroes just go in, win. Right. Well, with that, um, we're in in round two for the villains. Um, And first up, we have Dormammu up against Hela. (laughs) 
Okay. I think this is an easy one. Yes, but here's an interesting thing that I want all of us to think about. So two things. One, is Dormammu, are they finding in Dormammu's dimension or are they finding it in the, you know, in our dimension, essentially? No, it's in our dimension. It's not in Dormammu's dimension. Okay. So that, that does change things quite a bit, too. Um, and then second of all, too, is that, you know, can, can, somebody, can one of these villains outsmart Dormammu? Because Dormammu is actually very easily outsmarted in many cases despite how powerful he is. So I just want to point those things out. I'll still go with Dormammu on this one over Hela. <laughs> you just wanted to give like a reason, like, hey, maybe Dormammu is not the be-all, end-all. Well, because of where everything is going with these brackets, it's going to get more interesting as we go down. So, but I still think that, you know, that Hela is super powerful, but um, I don't think she has the ability to outsmart Dormammu. So in that case scenario, Dormammu is, is still more powerful than Hela is. I'm going to go with Hela on this one, uh, partly because I don't want Dormammu to advance. That way we don't have a Doctor Strange Dormammu face-off. That's <laughs> um, so just to make things interesting, I kind of want to vote against Dormammu. But also, in all seriousness, Hela, she's an Asgardian. She's ancient. So she can basically do the same thing that Doctor Strange did against Dormammu and basically just wear him out and say, go away, I'm not leaving. Um, and I think she could, she has the powers to um, protect herself from anything that Dormammu could send at her. So I'm going to go with Hela. Um, pretty much her only weakness was Asgard being destroyed. Which Dormammu also, could do, but for the sake also, of this argument, I'm saying he won't. And that's the other thing too. This one, this guess makes, makes it more interesting because we actually haven't seen Dormammu actually do anything in in our dimension just yet we've seen his dimension taking over and then dr strange going to his dimension right where he is the ultimate like it's his it's, it's his freaking dimension i mean he's going to be the all op all powerful over there and dr strange still beat him yeah. we're talking about dormammu here where he's still ridiculously powerful but not as powerful because he's not in his own dimension and to be fair dr strange didn't really defeat Dormammu. He got him into a stalemate by using time. Right. He basically then, just said, yeah. okay, if you want to kill me, that's fine. We can just do this for all eternity. So it's your call. I'm already dead. If So, you know, I'm cool just staying this way forever because I can die over and over and over and over and over and over again. I have, at this point, nothing to lose. So he outsmarted him, but really it was just putting him into a time loop and saying, all right, whenever you're done, let's go. Just everyone just knows how to bargain. Just have to, this, this is bargaining skills. Can you bargain? <laughs> Are you a good merchant? Great. You could beat the Dormammu. It's great. Perfect. One of the reasons Dr. Strange was able to beat Dormammu was traveling into his own dimension, like traveling into the dark dimension, I think maybe they call it. I'm, I'm not really sure if I remember right. And able to beat Dormammu at his own game. While I feel like Hello wouldn't really be able to do that, she'd only have to suffer the consequences of Dormammu taking over literally everything. And maybe Dormammu's reach doesn't extend all the way to Asgard. I feel like it probably does once he took over Earth, he take over the other nine realms. But I just don't see Hela. And granted, I kind of want Hela to win too because I really don't want Dormammu versus Doctor Strange because, yeah, let's be honest. But I still got to go with Dormammu. 
Sounds like it's two for Dormammu. Um, I, I struggled with this one. Um, obviously, have as much time to think about it as you guys did um, in this case. I, I think there are valid arguments on both sides. Um, I might actually give the advantage to Hella. Um, partially, yes, because I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to see how it would look with her advancing, but also if she has the same sort of trickery. I think it's easy to outsmart Dormammu, um, which Hela could do, but then how would she beat him is the, is the question at the end of the day. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of tossed on this one, but regardless of what my opinion is, Dormammu advances and moves into the next one. Um, next one's probably a little bit easier. It's uh, maybe just as easy. It's the Mandarin up against Ultron. That one's actually a tough one. That one's really tough. I, again, it, it, if, we're, if we're talking about what we know what Mandarin can do, then I would probably go with Mandarin. If it's what we don't know, if we're not counting what we know can be done with Mandarin, then I would say Ultron. Yeah, I so, think we have to go with what we know so far because that's what the rules we enforced on the. the that's true. Side we, too. Yeah, and even though like his, like Mandarin's powers could be ridiculous right now, we don't know that just yet. So in that case, I would have to go with Ultron. Same. I would want to go with Ultron, but one of the reasons that Tony Stark was able to beat the Mandarin was because of his own humanity, and guess what? The help of Pepper, like he honestly wasn't able to able to beat him on his own technically. So. The fact that Ultron is a creation of Tony Stark and, in my opinion, isn't as good as Tony Stark, I, I might have to go with the Mandarin on this one. So are, which, we, talking, are we talking Mandarin or are we talking Killian? Um, well, I mean, Killian, right? He's the Mandarin. He's not the Mandarin. I mean, he's... What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the no, Mandarin, so, not the Mandarin, right? No, Killian, Killian... So the Mandarin does exist... We haven't, we haven't actually experienced the Mandarin yet. That's going to be coming up in Shang-Chi. What we do know is that Killian took the idea of the Mandarin and kind of played that up, but Killian is not the Mandarin. Oh, I thought the whole time we were talking about Killian because we haven't even seen Mandarin on screen, so how can we even judge him? Matt, what were you thinking when you did the bracket? I was thinking Killian, but uh, could be. Uh, <laughs> oh, see, I wasn't thinking Killian at all. I, like I was, no, I was not. <laughs> that only because that's who we see as kind of the Mandarin in a way uh, in Iron Man three. But um, that's probably my just nomenclature error there. That, that's okay. No, if it's kill, if we're talking about Killian specifically, then I would still even with. Uh, even like you know, end of Iron Man three powers, I would probably still go with Ultron. I I was, so, <laughs> I'm glad we were able to clear that up. <laughs> so, if I remember correctly, Ultron is made of vibranium, right? Yes, yes. We're, we're, I think they were talking about Super Saiyan uh, Ultron here at the end of Age of Ultron. Okay, yeah, I think he would be able to defeat Killian. Yeah, I think it's it sounds like it's unanimous on that one, and uh, I'm glad we we knocked uh, Killian out now, um, just uh, to make sure that doesn't happen. That it's totally my fault that that doesn't happen again. Um, but next up, we have Killmonger against Yellow Jacket. 
Well, if we, we get the, the goo gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow jacket. <laughs> if we're talking goo gun, then, I mean, unless, well, hold on. Killmonger can also very easily disable Yellow Jacket before Yellow Jack is able to shoot to him. So, it so actually, goo gun against him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but see, like that's the thing is like Killmonger can probably like outmaneuver Yellow Jacket trying to shoot him with the goo gun, disable the goo gun, and then we got an interesting fight. Or to Dan's point, use the goo gun against him. Because <laughs> <Take laughs> not attached true. to Yellow Jacket. Yeah, so yeah, disables the goo gun and then takes the goo gun and go beep and then that's it. <laughs> but Yellow Jacket can then shrink like almost immediately. See? It can get a real interesting fight here. Yeah, this one would be an interesting one. So I guess who comes down to who would outsmart or outmaneuver the other to get control of the goo gun and shoot the other person. <laughs> I, I do think that, you know, even with the goo gun, Killmonger will be able to with despite Yellow Jackets, all of his powers and technology and stuff, I don't think he's able to match Killmonger one on one in fighting prowess. And even when they're taking both of their, their vibranium suit versus their yellow jacket suit. I think that Killmonger will be able to definitely handle Yellow Jacket. I would also wonder, though, how the how Killmonger's vibranium suit would react to um, the whatever kind of guns that were on the Yellow Jacket suit. If it can absorb all of that, which in theory it would, I think that would put Killmonger on top because Yellow Jacket would be um, defenseless against him. But if Yellow Jacket could penetrate the suit, then I would almost give Yellow Jacket the advantage on that one. Yeah, it really comes down to if there's a weakness on the suit or not. Which, I don't know. <laughs> I would, I would assume. Only, I would probably oh assume no. We've only seen a weakness in Yellow Jacket suit where uh, Ant Man's actually able to fly inside of it and then start shrinking or expanding or whatever happened at the end of Ant Man. Well, I don't think we've seen a weakness in Killmonger's suit or technically Black Panther's suit. So, yeah, my, my vote's still with Killmonger. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Agreed. And I agree as well. So, <laughs> a close battle, but uh, Killmonger would outmaneuver, outsmart Yelljacket and move forward. Um, last up is Red Skull against Loki. Ooh. Okay, I mean, it has to be Loki. Loki. I mean, because... Yeah. If they have to, if they have to battle, it's got, it's got to be Loki. Because Red Skull, Loki. even he only has his, his superhuman strength, and that's it. Like even though he has his smarts, and like, but even then, I don't know if he'll be able to outsmart Loki. Yeah, I think Loki would be able to out trick Red Skull. Yeah, because they would be matched physically. Oh yeah, that's true. But uh, these are two beings with experience with the Tesseract. So it's, it's interesting that these actually came together, like, in the fight. But uh, I think Loki is definitely more experienced with or without the Tesseract. So I'm, I'm going Loki. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. Um, I think uh, this is also speaking to the, the strength of, like we said earlier, Loki in the MCU and his experience and... Uh, what he's been able to accomplish. So we'll move him forward and move into the final four. And first up is Dormammu against Ultron. 
Okay, so here this is where it gets interesting. Now, now the if you're talking about outsmarting Dormammu, see, this is where the villains come in. Is that old, like, and and this is going to be true with, with a couple of the villains now that have moved on to this round, is that they would probably work out some sort of bargain say it, bargain <laughs> with Dormammu. Think about it this way: Ultron wants to basically eradicate humanity to save humanity, right? What a better way than to basically team up with the dark dimension to be able to fulfill that, right? And so they both kind of have similar goals. So in this case, they might actually decide to just not fight each other, but just team up. That'd be a great team up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ultron and Dormammu as a team up, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. So I, if they had to fight, if they were like, there's no choice and they can't, can't negotiate... I guess Dormammu. If they were to team up, who would lead? Dormammu. Dormammu would lead, but Ultron would have an ulterior motive, and then he would, and then he would betray Dormammu later on. But he would be able to plan to figure out how to trap him back in his own dimension once they, once they, he's accomplished what what Ultron wanted to accomplish. He would then basically betray Dormammu, bring him back to his own dimension. That's exactly how it played. That's a Disney, yeah, that's a Disney Plus sitcom. Want to see? Yeah, that, I don't that, think So, it sounds like the votes for Dormammu. Does anyone say Ultron? I I just don't think Ultron and his army of robots could compete with Dormammu. There, I think Dormammu would just devour them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think Ultron really has much to offer Dormammu. So I think Dormammu would just devour everything. All right. Well, this one is going to decide who goes up against Dormammu. We have Killmonger against Loki. 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 Loki it is. Yeah, I think, I think so too. <laughs> despite despite uh, Killmonger's um, <clears throat> intelligence and vibranium suit and tenacity, I don't think he could go up against Loki. Um, so now we're down to Loki against Dormammu. <laughs> I'm going with Loki on this one. Um, Loki's been able to get the Tesseract twice. So I think if he really puts his mind to something, if he wanted to get an Infinity Stone or anything, he could. And we already know that Loki does have the Tesseract in some sort of universe, uh, multiverse. Um, and I think he would have the capabilities to trick Dormammu. I agree. I would have to go with Loki on this one. Yeah, I think it's been proven at this point that the only thing that can beat Dormammu is an Infinity Stone. And right now, Loki is the one with an Infinity Stone. And I feel like he's most similar to Doctor Strange with maybe not his ability to bargain per se, but at least his ability to deceive and trick Dormammu into doing something that maybe Dormammu won't lose per se, but he'd meet this never-ending stalemate that would basically be a win for Loki. So I would think Loki would be Dormammu. Yeah. So I um, I would have to agree with that too. I think this was unanimous, and we did we did knock Dormammu out, despite thinking in the beginning that he would end up against Doctor Strange. But I think Loki is the one of these villains who could absolutely outsmart Dormammu and uh, it somehow beat him. So Loki moves forward and uh, is our winning villain. So, so before yeah. we get to that, I want to say hypothetically, if Doctor Strange did go up against Dormammu, 
because we're after Endgame, Dormammu would win because the Time Stone has been destroyed. Interesting. That is a good point. So I the only reason why Doctor Strange won was because of the Time Stone. That's gone. There's many ways to thwart, though, Dormammu. He didn't need... That was just one ability. And mind you, too, he was not Sorcerer Supreme even at that point. So now he's at... You know, now he's on top of his game as Sorcerer Supreme. He has a lot more bag of tricks than just the Time Stone. Would you say he's more powerful now than when he was with the Time Stone? Yeah. 100%. He was relying on the Time Stone. He, he, he basically was able to outsmart Dormammu by utilizing the Time Stone, but like now he has so much other capabilities that he's capable of doing that uh, and again, if Dormammu was also technically in our dimension, that also def- changes Dormammu's capabilities and abilities in comparison to Doctor Strange. If Doctor Strange was in the Dark Dimension, it would be definitely a lot more interesting, but if Dormammu's in our dimension, I don't know. I think still Doctor Strange would probably would probably still be able to take him out. He's done it before. Yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting one. If those two went head to head now, you're right. It would be slightly different circumstances that would not be the same as in the Doctor Strange film. Um, but regardless, we do know that in the past, Dr. Strange has the ability to make Loki fall for 30 minutes, but the question (laughs) is, can he, uh, can he defeat him in a one-on-one combat against Loki? So between Dr. Strange and Loki, as they exist post end game, who would emerge victorious between these two? I know we'd want the hero to win, um, in many cases, but, uh, here we're looking at this, I guess, realistically, and then knowing that perhaps the other heroes could come in and save the day if, if Loki did beat Doctor Strange, um, or if we think Doctor Strange would win, then that would end it there. Yeah, I still would have to go with Strange. I would too, unless, Doc, uh, unless Loki has the Tesseract. So if we're talking Loki from the multiverse, where he now is in possession of the Tesseract, I think he could defeat Doctor Strange by utilizing the Time Stone, or not the Time Stone. Space Stone. Space Stone. That's, a, that's what I'm th- saying. Is like, how would the Tesseract really help Loki in that way? I mean, he can, you know, right now the only ability that Loki can have with the Tesseract is to transport through space. I mean, it would definitely stop him from falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> that. That, that that will definitely stop him from saying, "I've been falling for 30 minutes." But that's where Loki's trickery comes in. Because if Doctor Strange isn't able to identify where Loki is, Loki can use that space ability to transport himself wherever and basically trap Doctor Strange, give him the time he needs to set a trap for Doctor Strange, and then spring set trap. I mean, one of the things that is making me lean towards Loki is I feel like Loki was inches away from actually defeating Thanos like at the beginning of Infinity War. And that was without the Tesseract, without any Infinity Stones. You give Loki an Infinity Stone with his tricks of the trade, with thousands of years of experience as an Asgardian slash Frost Giant, which I'm... Did he still have ice powers? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. But either way, I, I would give the edge to Loki in a Doctor Strange fight. I don't know. As, as Sorcerer Supreme, I think that Doctor Strange now is at the point where maybe he doesn't have as much experience as Loki is, but can probably be able to filter out his tricks pretty easily. 
uh, with his with his abilities and powers and his cunning can probably uh, not fall to as many tricks as Loki has. And even if Loki just decided to send Doctor Strange into the middle of space using using the Tesseract, all Doctor Strange does is goes, "Okay, portal, I'm coming back now," and then he's back. So, like, I think there, you know, unless there's some other power um, that Loki is able to tap into the Tesseract, I don't, I don't think even if he was like, you know, in a whole different other realm, I think Doctor Strange would be able to find him fairly easily. I think given time, he would be able to find him, but I think Loki would be able to outsmart Doctor Strange. And Loki is still a god. So Doctor Strange would have to come up with some way of killing him, whereas Loki can just throw one of his throwing knives at Doctor Strange, get a lucky hit off, and that's that. And I think Loki would outsmart I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm still uh, going for the hero on this one. I still think Strange will fig- would be able to figure out a way to... Like, even if Loki went to somewhere else, then now has the time to set up a trap. Doctor Strange can go into uh, the Sanctum and then find the the orb of finding people and then find him and then go, like, and then go and then just go to where he is within, like, hours and still find him before he's able to set up a trap. So I think... Doc- go ahead. No, you go finish. No, but I'm saying, like... So, if you're talking about if if if, it, if it, even if they're going to toe to toe, but then somehow Loki's able to get out of that fight and then go somewhere else to prepare, Doctor Strange has then all these artifacts and all these abilities to his arsenal that he can now tap into to find Loki and then also to set something up to, that'll take him down anyway. Because he'll just be able to be like, oh, here's the the spear that can kill our Asgardians or something like that. Then there you go, and then just goes and kills him. And then Loki will probably just play dead and make Doctor Strange think that he won and then, you know, throw a knife in his back. <laughs> yeah, but Doctor Strange also has abilities. It's like, oh, you've been using magic to play dead. You're not actually dead. Now you're dead. Or I'm going to then, like, send you into another, like, I'm going to put you into another dimension that, like, I'll just permanently put you in the mirror dimension so you can't do anything. And then that's the end of him. I don't so think he does... He doesn't need to kill Loki. He just at that point he just needs to disable him. So all he has to do is like basically trick Loki and then transport him into another dimension that he's not able to come out of. Don't you think the space phone would be able to have him get out of that dimension? Because I think the, the, the reality stones are able to actually maybe not reality stones, whatever or the infinity stones would be more powerful than this mirror dimension. It's possible, but I don't know if the space stone can transcend dimensions. That's an interesting thing. I know it can yeah, obviously I, transcend space, but dimensions are a different story. It's true. I think so, what Loki would have to do to ensure victory, because if he doesn't do this, I think Doctor Strange might win. Granted, I think Loki would be able to, is get rid of Doctor Strange's cape. Because I think that cape is actually a really big part of his like arsenal, per se, and his ability to actually, if things aren't going well for Doctor Strange, his cape can help him out of the situation. So get rid of the cape, have Doctor Strange one on one. Loki's there. I don't know. The cape, the cape, I think it would just kind of knock Loki down at that point. If, if if he's going after the cape, the cape would be like, "Oh no, you don't!" <laughs> starts <laughs> starts smacking them around. I think we can all agree that this would be a very interesting matchup, and it would take a very long time because it would be a game of wits. And it would just be each one trying to outsmart the other and then whoever gets that lucky shot off at the end to defeat their opponent. So I, I think we can both say whoever we want to, but in the end, it 
I don't know if there's really a clear winner here. I think it's just going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until someone gets lucky. I agree. So if Disney is listening right now and they need an episode for what if, this is Doctor it. Doctor Strange versus <laughs> Loki is it. I would love to see that as a what if. That's really true. Do we want to leave it as a stalemate and let uh, those listening decide who they think would win, or which I'm going to let them do anyway, or do we want to pick a winner out of an arbitrary hat based on our arguments? I think we should leave it as a stalemate, personally. I, I think that makes it way more interesting because uh, we like conflict. And this is <laughs> yeah, that might be fun to let the, uh, the listeners actually choose based on the arguments that everyone gave today. That sounds good. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually, uh, for those listening, I'll make sure today on Instagram and on Facebook, I will have a poll um, that will expire after a day. Um, so you just have to go to either one of those polls. If you have Instagram or Facebook, uh, you know what? I'll even put it on Twitter. So Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, go to any of those three. I'll tally up the total number of votes in all three of those channels to figure out who won and then post the winner the next day. Um, if you're listening back to this after the first day, this is live, then you'll be able to uh, see the winner on back on those channels, but we'll let the listeners decide either way. I think this is a, uh, like Mike said, a great what if uh, idea for for Marvel and for Disney Plus, um, but uh, I think it, it just goes to show how how despite the the conflicts and the the baits between all these heroes and villains, I think we matched up with two equally witted and powerful uh, characters from Marvel to to duke it out at the end. So. Um, with that, we'll, we'll turn it over to the listeners, but Mike, Brian, Dan, thanks so much for, for taking the time and, uh, to go through these brackets with me today. Definitely a lot of fun and, uh, hope you all enjoyed it as well. Well, thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks for having us. With that, we close out episode 76 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a special thank you once again to Mike and Brian and Dan for coming onto the show and lending their opinions about who would ultimately win the Marvel hero bracket and who would win the Marvel villains bracket. I, of course, want to turn that conversation over to you in two different ways. First, if you were to replicate these brackets, who would you ultimately decide is your favorite Marvel hero, or who do you think would win? Who do you think would win on the Marvel villain side? And between those two, who do you think would win that ultimate competition or battle? And the second way I want to hear from you is if you are listening to this podcast episode the day that it debuts, I have a poll up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter between the hero and the villain that we selected to the very end, of course, being Doctor Strange and Loki. I do want to see that series come to life or that what if series, but between the two of them, who do you think would ultimately win? So vote in that poll today. And if you're listening back on a future date, just be looking out on those social media pages for who we thought the winner is by popular opinion. As always, you can follow me and submit your answers on social media by following Imagineer Podcast 
podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. On Twitter, you can follow me at, I should say, actually, on Twitter, you can follow me at Imagine Your News. Uh, everything else is Imagine Your Podcast. You can also reach out to me in an email at imagineyourpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also reach out in our Facebook group, The Imagination, also called The Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, to converse not just with me, but with other members of The Imagineer Podcast community to hear what their thoughts are and share who you ultimately think would be the ultimate villain or hero, and thus between those two who would win. Of course, if you don't already subscribe to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. Whether you're listening in the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcast app, hitting the subscribe button ensures that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And one of the best things you could do for the show is just to share it. Whether you share your favorite podcast episode, or the podcast as a whole, or any of our social media posts, to one of your own posts, to a story in Facebook or Instagram, to a TikTok video, or just to talk about it with your friends and family or anyone else in another group who might love all things Disney. Every share does so much every single day to help this community out. And if you want to do something even extra, be sure to leave us a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store to let others know that this is a fun and informative and entertaining and reliable source of Disney information. So if you love listening to the show, I would of course appreciate leaving a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store. Every single rating counts. And I want to thank again the over 300 of you who have left a rating and a review in the past. I read each and every single one of them and often share them to my Instagram stories, uh, especially when I think it's something really kind and generous that you have to offer. Of course, if you want to take your love of Imagineer podcast one step further, be sure to look into the Imagineer Society by going to patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. It's a way for you to help to support the show financially and in return get exclusive perks and benefits not otherwise available to the public, even if you donate literally just a dollar a month, which is $12 a year. You still get perks and rewards associated with that. Of course, the more you support the show, the more perks and rewards you get in return. Even if you were to donate $25 a month, there is so much more that is available to you. You can learn more about that and what's currently being offered by going to Imagine Your Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Also, be sure to check out our partners. First, The Kingdom Insider, because Christy offers a lot of incredible and reliable news about all things Disney. I trust her when it comes to posting news because she doesn't spread false rumors or clickbait. It really is informative and timely and accurate news about all things Disney straight from the source, which is one of the things I love about what she does over at The Kingdom Insider. Christy also offers a lot of incredible tips as a mom, as a Disney fan, about how to have the best time at Walt Disney World or Disneyland or Disney Cruise Line or any other Disney destination, and even how to bring Disney into your own home. So you can check her out over at thekingdominsider.com or find The Kingdom Insider on any social media 
platform. And be sure to check out Academy Travel. If you are ready to book your next vacation to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, Adventures by Disney, or any other Disney destination around the world, Academy Travel has been in this business for over 25 years. They are diamond earmarked, which is the highest level of recognition that Disney awards travel agencies. In fact, they are one of the top three, if not the number one travel agency for Disney vacations. They provide an exceptional level of service in helping to plan your next Disney vacation, and they do it all at no charge to you. You can request a free quote, no obligation, at any of the links in the show notes of or the podcast description of this podcast episode. And if you click on any of those links, fill out that form, they'll get back to you as soon as possible with a free quote, again, no obligation, and do it all with exceptional service at no cost to you. So be sure to check out Academy Travel and thanks as always for their partnership. And last but not least, I hope you are doing everything you possibly can to go after your dreams, whatever those dreams and goals might be, to go after a better life for yourself and for those around you. Remember, as always, that quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Some kind of sorcerer. Don't think for one minute you second rate. All right, bye bye.